0: Welcome to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow. And now, here's your host, Tina McIntosh, along with Sarah Shetty.
1: Welcome to Caregiver Crossing, the, the podcast for caregivers, those of us who are caregiving now and those of us who will be in the future, which is pretty much everybody. Um, I am Tina McIntosh. And I am Sarah Shaddy. And we have someone beautiful and wonderful in studio with us. What's your name, ma'am?
2: <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I'm Melanie Perry, and I'm with American Senior Communities.
1: And Melanie is a regular on Caregiver Crossing. When we had the radio show, she was mm-hmm. in with us often. She's been a friend of Joy's House forever. But yes. I will say, I don't know the last time we spent Halloween together.
2: I don't know. This, this, it has been a while. If, if not, even potentially having this be the first time we've spent Halloween together.
1: So let's talk about a few things. Yes. Um, first of all, any Halloween memories for either of you? Oh, gosh. I do remember
0: um, before, when I was an only child. I'm the oldest of three girls. But for the first six years, also known as the golden years. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love my sisters. <laughs> but I would go trick-or-treating um, with my dad who insisted on a, a pillowcase. Oh, yeah. Being used. And we grew up at these. A lot of these years were spent in either California or Texas, where it was very warm at Halloween. So it was hours. I mean, hours of trick or treating and filling up that pillow is super healthy. And like a
1: workout, (laughs) right? I mean, the bag
0: itself. I would fall asleep. My dad would sling me over his shoulder. I was dead asleep and he would still keep going and just say, she says
1: trick or treat. (laughs) No, he did not. <laughs> he, d- he totally Alteria did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and then as a kid, did you ever go home and check your candy? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I would categorize it. Like I would. No, no, no. I'm oh. sorry. Let me rephrase. Check it for safety. Cause as kids, we didn't do that. Like, oh, now I do it with my oh, children. Yes. Right. Oh no, no, no. We just ate it. We just ate it and traded it. Sure.
0: Uh-huh. I categorized mine though. Put all my chocolate together, all my gummies together, all my
2: gum together. Interesting. I just learned something about you. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I've been let into
1: your soul. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is hilarious, Melanie. How about
2: you? So we lived out in the country, up in northern Indiana, and so when we went trick or treating, there was a neighborhood within walking distance. But um, it was a time when it was okay for us to go out on our own, and so we would leave our house. And I remember one time when it was very, very cold, much like it's going to be this year, um, very, very cold. And um, so my mom, of course, made us bundle up and put coats on over our costumes so you couldn't see our costumes. So I still remember my sister and my brother and I going out, getting ready to take this trek to the nearest neighborhood where we could go and do trick-or-treating. But there was a certain tree um, where we dropped all of our coats when we were out of view of mom. We took off all our coats and dropped our coats by this tree so people could see our costumes. And so she she didn't realize we went out in the cold in our costumes, but we didn't care. We want people to right. see our costumes. Yeah. On the way back, we stopped by the tree, picked up our coats, put them back on. And she was never the wiser until unless she hears this. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we,
1: and you're grounded. So we
2: were, yeah, we were, yes, running around trick-or-treating on this very cold day. And you That's know It's the, the weight of our costumes.
1: So. You rebel. <laughs> mine, I don't think mine were so much as a kid. But we used to live in a neighborhood in Indianapolis, um, and at the end of a cul-de-sac, and so we had tons of kids that would come through, you know, trick-or-treating. And my husband, Jeff, would (laughs) sit in the front yard with this uh, shaggy-like man who'd just come out of the woods, you know, and he had all this hair and this big beard, all fake, and he would sit with overalls on and, like, bundled up, and he would sit in a chair perfectly still oh. so he looked like decoration uh. and as the kids would go by he would not necessarily jump out at them but would talk to them and it was the kids were terrified and and he wouldn't give candy to the kids who came there were older kids that weren't dressed in costume <gasps> wow like he would say Tough. what are you what are you dressed as I mean if you're old enough to drive he was kind of like you're old enough to drive <laughs> yeah, you yeah. A I respect candy. that there's I a, do too point right you however have to make the effort my point was, if you're going to do that to those kids, you need to sit in somebody else's yard.
0: Because <laughs> they oh, know where we live. Oh, right. We yeah, right. They come back two, three in the
1: morning. Yeah, With don't be that guy. Or, TP'd. TP'd. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or egging, which is not yeah, cool at all. Has it happened? Um, We've not been egged. But as kids, <laughs> we are no. egged people. Oh. We were, I was not a good kid. I was not a good kid.
0: Oh, Tina.
1: I know, it takes pain off. I didn't know. It oh. take pain off. And it's Eggs, like mm. that's not very good. Don't waste the eggs, <laughs> Golly. I should have been caught for We had
0: things. these kind of we had these kids growing up, these boys who were yeah probably teenage, and they would go around and put tennis balls in the exhaust pipes <gasps> of all the cars, which is horrible. What does that do? It makes well, the system back some, up. Or? It would make the system, but some of them like this was this was probably you know late eighties early nineties. So these cars at that time would rumble. And all of a sudden, these balls shoot <laughs> the across the neighborhood, and it was a cul-de-sac, also.
1: So these balls go boom. It's <laughs> kind of funny, actually. It's really horrible. I don't know what you're talking. I don't know why you terrible. guys are laughing. Don't do it. Um. So I know this is caregiver crossing, but we're going to stick with the Halloween theme. So stay with me here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the two of you know this, Sarah. You may not come back to work after this comment, Uh-oh. but um, this house, uh, in Joyce Joyce House in Branderbull. Mm-hmm is the old Dawson farmhouse. And so mm-hmm. the Dawson family, he was very involved in local politics. It was here before there was anything else around. Um, and we're pretty sure that Mr. and Mrs. Dawson still hang out in the house. They've been gone for a long time. Have you ever been in the house by yourself?
2: No. What happens that makes you think
1: that? Um, before we expanded, at the top of the stair, like on the stair landing, you could feel, you didn't, You never felt alone. Like, wow. you know that feeling of... Um, you're walking down a hallway and you feel like somebody's behind you yes. and you kind of walk faster yes. and then you're like, stop walking faster. You, you can't. Right. Yeah. Yes. um You kind of got that feeling wow. when we expanded, we did a lot of praying over the house and, you know, again, I know for people who don't believe in supernatural, like so be it, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've had plenty of experiences and we definitely talked to Mrs. Dawson a lot. and Let her know that we wanted to please her with our expansion. Oh. And, um, But we, in the library here at Joy's House, we have pictures of the Dawson family around Mm -hmm. and a painting that is our interpretation of the original farmhouse Mm -hmm. and the grandkids have come through, you know, it's really cool. And we have this one picture of Mr. Dawson hanging on the wall and he looks very stately and he, you know, just a portrait of him. And his grandson was in one day and he said, it's really cool that you've got that there. And I said, you know, thank you. Your family, obviously we wouldn't be here without your family. And Mm -hmm. he said... No, I mean, like, how cool that you put it right where grandpa died. <gasps> really? He died right in a chair right there, apparently. Wow. Uh, his grandson stepped out for a little bit and came back. and He was dead right there. So we have his portrait hanging right there. It's an honor of him mm-hmm. now. That is a lovely
2: mm-hmm. honor. But wow, how interesting that you kind of intuitively but that put, we put it, it there. there. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction? Were you a little, uh, you know, like,
1: Cool. <laughs> it was, you know, it just made sense. And we, that will, that picture will not be moved. You know, like, no, it, stays no, 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 no. it stays there. It stays there. But come in the house by yourself sometime late at night. It's, it is a little, it's gotten different over the mm-hmm. years. It's not as, as strong of a presence, yeah. but it was a thing. Maybe mm-hmm.
0: that means that they're just super at peace with, mm-hmm. I hope, what the house has become.
1: I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So before we go, because I know it's a big day, lots of things to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Melanie, I, for you, you've been with American Senior Communities for a total of, it's going on 11 years now. It's, yeah. It feels like longer. I yeah. mean, you're, you've been such mm-hmm. an important part about who ASC is mm-hmm. in our community and how we serve, particularly people living with you know, Alzheimer's and other dementias. Truly, yes. Um, what are your feelings about end of life?
2: Personally or for individuals living with Alzheimer's and dementia? I don't know. Um, let's go with Alzheimer's and dementia. Okay. I think um, my feelings about end of life is that um, we have to understand that it's very individualized in terms of people's preferences. And I was actually having this conversation with somebody fairly recently about um, honoring the person's preferences uh, in terms of end of life decisions. And so if we know that it's somebody who says, you know, I want my loved one to live every minute of this earth that we can help them live, then, then we are going to go with decisions such as feeding tubes or um, you know every bit of medical involvement to help them stay with us for every possible moment on this earth where there are other people that will say no if the brain is starting to um, atrophy and the brain is no longer letting the body continue to function as it should then nature should take its course and we're not going to intervene except with, with providing them with comfort that one of the things that we need to become comfortable with um, in the world of caring for people with Alzheimer's and dementia is putting our personal feelings aside, whatever those may be, and truly honoring the preferences of the family, of the, the person who is dying, um, and and just being comfortable with that rather than ascribing our own values, our own judgments to whatever decision might be made. Uh, any advice on how to do that or it, not do that? Yeah, I think it's from that person-centered care perspective is yeah. we need to take yeah. ourselves out of it. It's not about us. It's about them. And if we know those person's preferences, they have a living will, which is always so important. We always advocate for those. Um, or if they had just shared some information with their loved ones earlier, or if we know there's a particular family tradition, we need to say, well, that might not be my tradition or it might not be the route I would prefer to go, but if it's if we're truly being person-centered, it's all about them, then it really doesn't matter what I think, and I need to set that aside and, and honor this person's decision.
1: That person-centered care makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know it's what you do at ASC. Yes. It's <clears throat> what we practice at Joy's House always have, but mm-hmm. it is kind of nice to have a name to it. It is, right. yes. Um I think that's great advice. There were three of us, my husband, myself, and one of my best friends driving in the vehicle the other day, mm-hmm. went to a, a funeral together and had a two-hour drive there and back. And afterward, I was asking them about funeral services. You know, like, mm-hmm. what what do you want mm-hmm. for services? And it was really interesting because there were three of us in the car and we all three wanted something mm-hmm. very, very different. Mm-hmm. And I would, I'm even... Excuse me. So specific of there are certain songs I want. Lovely, you know. Mm-hmm. And and my husband kept saying, "Do you have this written down?" I, that was going to be <laughs> and, my next. And question. we do because yes. we have our care kits, which okay. oh, you know, if you're a caregiver yes. and you're listening, um, you really should get one of our care kits They're because wonderful. yeah, it, it's not just about um, caring for your loved one today, but it is those conversations. There are conversation starters in every section in end of life, and and after life, mm-hmm. not after life, but after. <laughs> life <laughs> anyway <laughs> um is in there too so if you have an interest in that call us at Joyce house at 317-254-0828 or go to joycehouse.org and, and email us um we are going to have to go melanie if people are interested in asc what's
2: mm-hmm. the website for them so our website is www.asccare.com and we're happy to answer any questions related to the care of of any elder who may need care, but certainly then we um, also specialize in helping people with, with questions related, related to Alzheimer's or dementia care as
1: well. Yeah, and I've learned too. Before we go, I've learned too that if you have any questions, truly, not just about the care, but Medicaid, Medicare, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all confusing, right? True. If you don't yeah, live and very, breathe very, it, yes. um, you can call any of the American Senior Communities, and they will help you navigate, yes. even if you're not going to go there. So mm-hmm. use them as a resource, and. A little tidbit too is go to Facebook. You can follow any of their individual communities on mm-hmm. Facebook. Yes, if you want to get a feel, if you want to see yeah. what Bethany Village is really like and mm-hmm. how that's different from you know American Village, like yes. you can you can check everybody yeah. out
2: individually and get a feel for personality. Absolutely, pictures of things that are going on on a regular basis on behalf of the residents, efforts we're involved with. Yeah, every community has its own its own personality. You're exactly right. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. just walk in
1: mm-hmm. wonderful
2: places. So, all right, we're
1: out. Uh, any spooky music on the out? take here <laughs> sarah you're terrifying. really really good at that was that Thank mr you. was that mrs dawson <laughs> that yeah that wasn't me oh weird that, well happy halloween everyone um we'll catch you next week
0: you've been listening to caregiver crossing a podcast to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow If you would like to learn more about Joy's House, visit joyshouse.org. And for social media, you can like us on Facebook at Caregiver Crossing.